Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And hi again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Today's show is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. Leak detection, water line repair, plumbing repair, bathroom plumbing. New Works is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W wrxplumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs you know watching tom brady again at age 45 is just remarkable you know to think about his career and the fact that here he is closer to 50 than he is to 40 and you just knew last night watching the end of that game even after the holding call and very little time on the clock you just knew that tom brady was going to get his team in the end zone. Pretty remarkable. And, you know, in sports, we love to talk about who's the GOAT, right? Who's the greatest of all time in their respective sports? And I always like to phrase the question this way. If you were starting a franchise and you could choose any player in the history of the sport, who would you choose as that person? Who would you choose? You know, in football, is there anyone else throughout the history of the game that you would choose rather than Tom Brady? I mean, you look at his numbers, how could you possibly not choose Tom Brady? I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable when you think that Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl 20 years ago. And when you go back and listen to the final drive as called by Pat Summerall and John Madden on Fox, pretty incredible what Madden thought of watching Tom Brady take the Patriots down the field for the Super Bowl. With this field position, you have to just run the clock out. You have to play for overtime now. I don't think you want to force anything here. You don't want to do anything stupid because you have no timeouts and you're backed up. Brady's in the shotgun, and he's going to throw it. Nothing stupid. Gets it up. The J.R. Redmond has complete. It's out to the 21. Now, I would, you know, I don't, I don't agree with what the Patriots are doing right here. I would, I would, I, I, I would play for overtime. If I had good field position, I wouldn't. But in this field position, I would play for overtime. Now, just a minute. They have no timeouts left. Brady again throws. That's 
to Redmond again. And that'll move the sticks, but that doesn't stop the clock. Well, Tom the Brady, NFL. he wants to get him lined up so he can just throw the ball down and stop the clock as he did right there. This guy, seconds left. This guy is really cool, though. I mean, I, I've been impressed watching Tom Brady on film and, you know, in television games and so on, but the way he's playing this game today, he has been very, very impressive with his calmness. Then a Terry loosening on the sideline. Well, they need they need about 20, they need about 40 more yards before they're going to be in field goal range. There's Brady. Not much pressure. Throws out to Redmond again. Redmond gets the first down. I think more importantly, yeah, more importantly than getting the first down is that he got out of bounds and stopped the clock. And and now I kind of like what the Patriots are doing. Um, have some well unpleasant memories in some ways and some pleasant in that other overtime game back in 1958 because I was playing. Well, the Rams are getting a little too loose, I think, with their defense. When they had them backed up, you think they would have pressured them a little more. Here they, Here come. they come. Here they come. And Brady throws. Incomplete. He just got rid of it. Pressured by Tommy Polly. You're going to see here that they're going to they're going to overload this side and they're coming from the blitz right here. They have two free rushers and Tom Brady better get rid of that ball. What happened since that fumble return was, was called back due to a penalty 10 9 in the fourth and the Rams have outscored. To say that penalty was large. And it's been 14 nothing for the Rams That's since right. that point. That's right. Here's Brady again. Up the middle, Pop, and it's Troy Brown, and he gets out of bounds, and they might be in Vinatieri's range with 21 seconds left. This this is amazing. This is is something, and and I'll admit that as a as a coach and as an analyst, I don't think they should have done, but they had the guts. They have a young quarterback, and they did it. They were backed up. They were inside their own 20. They had no timeouts left, and they're calling these plays, and, and not only calling these plays, but making these plays. At some point, when you're in the Super Bowl, you have to let it all hang out. And I'll say this, Charlie Weiss and this, and this, and this Patriot team, they are letting it all hang out. Right now, it would be a 53-yarder. Here comes the blitz, and here's Brady. He dumps it to Wiggins down to the 30, and now no question about it. They are in range, but they've got to hurry. Maybe he can spike it right here and that's, stop the that's clock. That's what he'll do. He'll spike it here. Seven seconds. They got Vinatieri in range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. He has certainly got plenty of distance. I was watching him before the game, and he was... Well, he pulled that one in pregame, but most of them he hit in pregame, and he doesn't miss many. This would be from 48 yards out. And this this has been a year about Vinatieri and, and making some great kicks against the Raiders. Two of the greatest kicks that I've ever seen in my life. Here comes one of greater importance if he makes it. And it's right down the pipe. 
the carry. No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable. Isn't that fascinating to listen to Pat Summerall and John Madden? Again, the first Super Bowl for Tom Brady. He would have six more. He's won seven altogether. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, three times NFL Most Valuable Player, two times NFL Offensive Player of the Year, NFL Comeback Player of the Year, three-time first-team All-Pro, three-times second-team All-Pro, 15 times as a Pro Bowler, five-time NFL Passing Touchdowns Leader, four-time NFL Passing Yards Leader, two-time NFL Passing Raider Leader, or Rating Leader, I mean... We can go on and on, all-decade team in the 2000s, all-decade team in the NFL 2010s, 100th anniversary all-time team. We can go on and on and on and on and on. Amazing. Most career quarterback wins, most career passing attempts, most career completions, most career touchdowns, most career passing yards. Is there anyone that you would take if you were beginning a franchise, any player in the history of the NFL other than Tom Brady? And I think the simple answer to that question is no. In baseball, all right, you might name a couple of players. It would be hard for me not to take Babe Ruth if I could choose any player in the storied history of Major League Baseball. What about the NBA? Everyone says greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan, or at least most people. What about the all-time leading scorer, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? What about Bill Russell and the double-digit championships that he won with the Boston Celtics, all right? I mean, those are just some of the names. The question, though, is, is it going to be unanimous? Michael Jordan doesn't have the records that Kareem has or others, but he's got six championships, and I can say, well, Bill Russell's got twice as many. So who do you choose if you're starting an NBA franchise and you can choose one player in the history of the game? I think it would be a very interesting debate. Then you get to the National Hockey League, and you get the great one, Wayne Gretzky. And to me, Wayne Gretzky is the greatest player in the history of team sports. When you think about Wayne Gretzky, he is truly in a class all by himself. He's up with Gretzky. Gretzky coming in with McSorley. McSorley to Gretzky. Very pleased. 
best ovations I've ever had. So I have to say that I was uh, pretty tickled. Uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty fun moment for me. Duchesne passing deep to Taylor to Gretzky. He scores! He's done it! Wayne Gretzky, the great one, has become the greatest of them all. The leading scorer in the history of the National Hockey League. Both teams who are here today are definitely a big part of those 1,800 points that I've got in my career. Blake to Gretzky. Gretzky moving toward the net now. The shot, that's blocked. And it hurt Gilmore. He stopped the shot. It hurt him. He fell. And the play was called. Picks the puck away from Robitaille. Robitaille gets it back center. They score! Gretzky scores! And the Los Angeles Kings defeat the Maple Leafs. Five to four. They're still alive on that Gretzky goal at 1.41 of overtime. And there is, in fact, a game seven coming up at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto, Saturday night at eight. And for a hockey fan, so great to hear Bob Cole on a lot of those calls, uh, a legendary, legendary hockey announcer in Canada. All right, so 10 Art Ross trophies in a career. That's the most. That's most points. All right, so we're talking about the leading point scorer in a single season. Wayne Gretzky led the league in points for half of his career. Now, if you think about that, Gretzky in each of the years winning the award had at least 130 points during the season. If a player in the National Hockey League can garner 100 points, that's like a milestone. That is like off the charts. That is unbelievable. Gretzky averaged 195.5 points per season in the years that he won the Art Ross Trophy. How about most goals in a season? 92. The benchmark for a great season in the National Hockey League is 50 goals. It was early in his career, 81-82, that he broke Phil Esposito's record for goals in a season with 92 over 80 games. Now, if you want to talk about today's game, think about this. Steven Stamkos, who's great, Tampa Bay Lightning, back in the early part of his career in 2011-2012, he scored 60 goals for the first time in his career, okay? Most assists in a season, 163. Again, off the freaking charts. All right? You want to put that into perspective? 163 assists. That came in the 85-86 season. The player who finished that year second in points was Mario Lemieux of the Penguins. Okay? He had a total of 141 points. That's goals and assists. Gretzky with 100 and 63 assists. Today's leading point scorers, they're averaging anywhere between 100 and 110 points in a single year. Incredible. Most professional goals in a career. Again, Wayne Gretzky, breaking his boyhood idol, Gordie Howe. 1,072 goals. Incredible. The NHL regular season, the NHL playoffs, the WHA regular season, the WHA playoffs. Nobody even close. Most assists in a career. Again, we talk about the great one, right? We talk about the great one. Incredible what he's been able to do. 1,963. What about MVPs? Nine. That's right, nine. He won all nine in the first 10 years 
of his career. And in that one year, he didn't win it. 87-88, Mario Lemieux came onto the scene when it was an injury-riddled season for Wayne Gretzky. All right? Among current players, only Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, and Connor McDavid, they're the only ones to have been selected more than once as the league's best player in a season. Think about that. Nine. Nine for the great one. How about most career points? 2,857. Incredible. He's the only player to have more than 2,000 points. He has 970 more points than the runner-up, Mark Messier. This stat will blow you away if you are a hockey fan. Three consecutive 200-point seasons. You know, that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. He did that in 83, 84, and the 85, 86 seasons when he had 205, 208, and 215 points respectively. That is amazing. How about a 51-game point scoring streak? That's basically Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hitting streak. It's incredible. Started in the first game of the 83-84 season, 61 goals, 92 assists, 153 points. Now, Lemieux came close to Gretzky's record when he had a 46-game point scoring streak in 89-90, and then he had, you know, one in recent memory towards the end of his career. I guess I'm thinking maybe 11, 12 years ago, Sidney Crosby had a 25-game streak. This might be the most amazing achievement. 50 goals in 39 games. 50 goals in 39 games. You know that Wayne Gretzky takes the most pride in that record? Incredible. I mean, think about this. Over, you look at the recent seasons in the National Hockey League, only six players over three seasons have scored 50 goals in an entire season. And Gretzky did it in half a season. Okay? So when you think about what we witnessed last night, Tom Brady, to me, I'm taking him if I'm starting a football team. I'm not sure who I'm taking in the NBA. I'm really not. You give me Jordan, I'm fine. You give me Russell, I'm fine. Give me Jabbar, I'm fine. I mean, give me Chamberlain, some thinks the greatest of all time, I'm fine. Give me LeBron, I'm fine. I mean, you could make the argument, right? Baseball, I'm taking Babe Ruth. But in hockey, I'm not even thinking twice. In hockey, I'm taking the greatest superstar in the history of the game in a class by himself. There's Wayne Gretzky, and there's everyone else. And in my opinion, I don't even think that's debatable. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Fosters and Paws. They are a group of passionate animal advocates, and they work hard to save lives, and they understand that rescue is hard, and these animals are often abandoned by the humans they trusted, and they have to create a relationship and bond with each of the animals that come into their care. And, you know, they focus primarily on vulnerable dogs and shelters. Uh, They pull a lot of pregnant moms, nursing moms, bottle puppies, dogs with medical needs, dogs in danger of being euthanized. And they look at every family and every animal as individuals. And they're looking for adopters, donors, and fosters. To learn more, just check out fostersandpaws.org slash adopt. That's fostersandpaws.org slash adopt. All right, let's get to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com 
and I will be happy to answer your question right here on my podcast. I do want to point this out. First of all, I really do appreciate those of you that take the time. But you're, many of you ask me questions that I, I can't answer and nobody can answer. You know, like you, like Colby asked me, are the Niners going to pick up Baker Mayfield off waivers? I have no idea, Colby. And then Tim asked me, is Jim Harbaugh going to get offered and take an NFL job in the offseason? Tim, you're asking me a question that there's not uh, any way in the world that I would be able to answer. So I appreciate the questions, but please don't ask me questions that I absolutely have no way of being able to answer. Josh wants, how deep into the playoffs do the 49ers get without Jimmy G? Now, I think that's a good question. You know why? Because even though I can't predict the future, we now know that Brock Purdy is the quarterback. And in my opinion, I don't see him being able to go into Philadelphia and win a game. I think that would be an issue, all right? I think that the Niners could win at Minnesota, but that game would make me nervous. I think the defense of San Francisco is good to great, and for that reason, I think the Niners would still have a chance. But I don't think their chances are nearly as good without Jimmy Garoppolo. Sam asks, is it a good idea for draft prospects to skip playoff and bowl games? You know, Sam, each individual, they got to do what's right for them. And if they make that's in their best interest, then they do what they feel they have to do. I mean, it would be nothing worse for a potential draftee to play in a bowl game that really isn't for a national title, have a career injury or a debilitating injury and fall in the draft and cost yourself a lot of money. Rich wants to know how many games would you get Zion plays before he gets injured again? Rich, how could I possibly guess at that? You know, I know I'm sounding like, you know, I'm, I'm being rude here and I'm not. I'm just, don't ask me questions like that. How on earth could anyone on the planet answer a question like that? All right. Corey asks, now, am I surprised that Deion Sanders signed with Colorado? That's an excellent question. I'm a little surprised that he signed with Colorado, but I'm not surprised that he's going to a big conference. He proved that he can coach. He proved that he can recruit and watch out for Colorado. It's not going to be long before Deion Sanders puts them on the map. Zach wants to know, should NBA teams be allowed to scout high school players if they aren't able to draft them? Zach, what are you going to do? They can buy a ticket. They can go to a game. They can watch. How are you going to deal with that? What are you going to do? So I, I'm, I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Julian wants to know, did the Broncos set too high of expectations for Russell Wilson? They probably did, but they went on as past results, and it has been an absolute disaster, Julian, a disaster for the Denver Broncos. And Brendan asked, are the NBA refs too inconsistent? You know, they have been this year. They have been this year. I think the officiating has not been very good overall this season for the NBA. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on Friday's podcast. It's time for Brent, Brent, And today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. This is a revolutionary new flashlight that is in production, and when it's available, you're going to go napes. How on earth can I get myself a Zoom 180 flashlight? It is absolutely unbelievable. It will blow you away. There's never been anything like it. Stay tuned for more. As soon as it becomes available, I'll tell you how you can get a Zoom 180. I get a lot of questions about the Sacramento Kings and what other chances of making the playoffs and this and that. You know what's interesting to me about the Kings? 
is they have a record of 13-9, and and that's only one game back in the loss column of the first-place Phoenix Suns at 16-8. and You know, the West is very balanced this year, but the West doesn't really have a dominant team, at least not as yet. There's not that team that is just head and shoulders above everyone else. I mean, you look at the Phoenix Suns, right? 16-8. and They get blown out by the Dallas Mavericks, who right now are just 12-11 and in ninth place in the West. The New Orleans Pelicans, 15-8, and good but not great. Memphis, 15-9, and good but not great. That would be Denver as well, and then Sacramento. So you know what's interesting to me about this season for the Sacramento Kings? There isn't that juggernaut in the West. There isn't that team that you go, boy, oh boy, oh boy, if we do make the playoffs, I hope we don't play them. That might be the Warriors when we get to April, I don't know. But right now, I mean, look at the Warriors. They lost to the Pacers last night without Tyrese Halliburton. So they're very beatable at the moment. I know there's a long way to go, but who's right now significantly better than Sacramento in the West? And to me, the answer to that question is nobody. And that's my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Always great when you can join me right here on If You Don't Like That. Speaking of If You Don't Like That, my YouTube channel. Tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific, Jerry Reynolds talks Kings basketball. And after game one of the six-game road trip against the Bucks, I'll be on YouTube Live with the post game. Make it a great day, everybody. Take care, and thanks very much. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.